if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And good morning to you. Thanks for joining us as we get started now at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on a Thursday, the seventh morning of the first month of the year of our Lord 2021. Coming up on the program at 1010, one hour from now. Dr. Everett Piper will join us to uh, lend his thoughts to what we saw yesterday in Washington, D.C., and what we saw a couple of days ago in Washington, D.C., on a different matter. That's coming up at 1010. At 1035, we get a second visit this week from our friend Peter Kersenow. I asked Peter on his regular Tuesday visit of, hey, after we see the Georgia results Tuesday night, and after we see the uh, f- uh, the uh, uh, House battle and the Senate battle on the certification of electors and the election on Wednesday, maybe we'll have you back on later this week to analyze. He said, sure. Little did he know what he would be getting himself into. He's not analyzing the fight just on the House floor and on the Senate floor among the actual members of Congress, but the literal fighting that went on outside and, of course, found its way inside of the Capitol building. Okay, you know where this is going. Um, I'm just going to say the obvious. Anyone who doesn't condemn violence, no matter what the cause of, you know, whatever, no matter what is motivating someone, rather, for their cause, anyone who doesn't condemn violence, anyone who thinks that violence is an okay way to express anger and righteous indignation, should probably remove yourself from the building. Uh, eject yourself from the premises because you're not going to like what I have to say. I'm going to condemn violence. I'm going to condemn vandalism. Why? Because I have always condemned violence, and I have always condemned vandalism. And that part is extraordinarily important. Understand it from the get-go. All right? You can talk about what happened yesterday, and we will. You can talk about, excuse me, the individuals who caused it, started it, carried it on, were egged on, etc., and we will. But we also absolutely must address not just the what, but the why. What happened was wrong. What happened was wrong, and there can be no equivocation on that. The why is a different matter altogether. 
Because I think people in this country absolutely have a right to be fighting mad. Particularly conservatives in this country who have been so tired of being spat upon. And worse, tired of being censored, tired of being locked down, tired of being locked out and suppressed. Tired of the nonstop, incessant attacks on our president for the last four years from bogus witch hunts and investigations to bogus impeachments to accusations of racism where none exist. We as people who support and have supported Donald Trump have a right to be fighting mad. There has to be an understanding of why people did what they wanted to do yesterday. But we as responsible patriots have to remove the fighting part from fighting mad. We can't allow our fighting mad point of view, our our, our anger, our desperation, and our frustration to allow us to boil over to the point where we look and act like the other side and then justify it by saying yeah but we were fighting mad because that is exactly what the other side says as they smash windows as they loot buildings as they set fires all summer long really spring and summer and fall in various parts around this country And what did we, responsible, respectable, patriotic, law-abiding people say? We don't care how mad you are. You can't do that. Lock them up, we said, and I said. Lock all of them up. If they pushed past a police line, lock them up. If they smashed windows in storefronts, lock them up. Pretty sure they would argue that they were fighting mad, too. Pretty sure they would argue that they don't have any other alternative because nobody is listening to them. Now, I believe they're wrong, obviously, as I have said countless times over the course of these last several months in the summer of discontent and the quote-unquote racial reckoning that I believe was garbage because this country is not a racist country. Police officers are not discharging their weapons at people based on the color of their skin. I think it's all garbage. But they don't. They believe the narratives that the media continues to push, and they said, well, because of all of this, nobody's listening to us. More people who look like us are being shot in the streets. Therefore, we have to do something, and it justified their actions. To you and to me, it did not justify their actions. Well, if you agree with me on that front, you will agree with me that our anger and our righteous indignation at the way our president was treated, our anger and our righteous indignation at the way the president was cheated, and I truly, firmly, 1,000% believe that Election fraud happened on November 3rd, 2020, and leading up to it. Our president was cheated. But no matter how we feel about him being treated and cheated, 
and the fact that no one is listening to us, and in fact, they're, they're censoring us and silencing us so nobody can even hear us, much less listen to what we have to say. It made us fighting mad. That's why tens and hundreds of thousands of people went to D.C. yesterday, which I encouraged. Let them hear you. Let them hear you. Let them hear us. Express your First Amendment rights. And that's exactly what 99% of the people in Washington, D.C. did yesterday. 99% of us who were there, and I'm not saying I was there, but I count myself among you, I was encouraging it and supporting it. 99% listened to the president, they clapped in applause, they cheered, and they continued to make their voices heard. And that's how it's supposed to be done. But that 1% or less than 1%, I don't know the exact number because I don't know exactly how many people went or exactly how many people breached the Capitol building. But I do know it was a very, very small percentage of the people who were there. And that small percentage needs to be held accountable in the same way we would hold BLM or Antifa or Revcom USA or the DNC accountable for a similar action. I've had conversations with a lot of people in the last 18 hours or so. I've had a lot of people talking about how this needed to be done. We need them to hear us. We need to let them know that a revolution is at hand because we will not see our country destroyed in such a way. I've heard other people telling me, man, this is bad. This makes us all look terrible. This, I've had other people say, this is Donald Trump's fault. He incited a riot and an insurrection. And other people saying to me, Donald Trump didn't incite a riot. He just told people to make their voices heard. That doesn't mean smash windows. It doesn't mean storm the building. I've heard every opinion. I've heard every argument. But I will say this. When it comes down to it, a lot of people don't like to play the whataboutism game. A lot of people don't like to play the what-if-the-other-side-did-it game. But you have to. You have to. And so what I would ask you is, is this. If there was a million BLM march on Washington, D.C. yesterday, let's say for the sake of this hypothetical that must be done, if Donald Trump had won re-election, and BLF or BLM rather and Antifa and and all the rest felt like you know this terrible racist that they try to portray our president as and he is not anything of the sort but they decided they were going to have this massive march to challenge the election or to support rather the actual members of congress who were challenging the electors uh yesterday in the senate and the house so if they had planned this big event and if You know, thousands and thousands of leftists, doesn't matter what color they are, BLM, of course, is uh, comprised of just as many white radicals as they are black radicals. It has nothing to do with their color. But BLM, Inc., and Antifa, which I think is overwhelmingly white. But if these leftist radicals had stormed Washington, D.C. yesterday, trying to make their voices heard, and then a percentage of them said, we're going in to make sure that they can hear us. And they broke through a fence line and then broke through another fence line. I'm told that there were four layers of fences 
that separated the crowds and the throngs from the Capitol building, and they literally breached all four. Then they broke through police lines, and there were videos of them clashing. I saw another interesting video, by the way, of some police basically saying, all right, we don't want to fight here, and they opened the barriers up. In, in, in at least one case, I saw one video that was forwarded to me of the police opening the barriers up, but there are plenty of other videos of police trying to stop the, the crowds from crushing through and breaching the Capitol, and the crowds literally pushed past the police, pushed down, in some cases, the police. If leftists had done this, if leftists had then climbed the walls to get onto the Capitol grounds, if leftists had then taken... Police shields, you know, the clear plastic shields that are part of riot gear, and use them to smash open Capitol windows so that somebody could climb through and then go and unlock the doors from the inside and then allow throngs of leftist uh, protesters to storm through the Capitol building. If you're sitting at home, a conservative patriot, and watching that happen, and then starting to see the selfies that were taken, storming into the Speaker of the House's office and sitting there with a, your, your feet up on her desk, taking pictures of yourself, trashing things as you go, knocking things over, vandalizing. What would your reaction be? You would be outraged and be rightfully outraged. You would be condemning it from the word go. You would be saying, this cannot be, this cannot happen, not in this country. And you would be right to say so. And I would be on the air this morning condemning that action. And I would do so unequivocally. And as a consistent person, as a person who takes his reputation seriously, I will not devote myself to hypocrisy here and say, yeah, but this is our side and we had a far more righteous cause. We cannot engage in lawless behavior. Whether we are tempted and led by agents provocateur or not, you know what an agent provocateur is, right? Someone who infiltrates a group of people and begins to act in a certain way and tries to rile up that group as if they are being riled up by one of their own, their own in order to convince them to partake in an illegal action or engage in otherwise uh, illicit behavior so as to ruin the reputation of the group. That's what an agent provocateur is. My point is, even if Antifa was, and I firmly believe they were, even if Antifa was infiltrating the group and trying to uh, prompt it and push it into doing what they ultimately did, the fact remains that people, a small, small, small percentage of them, Washington, D.C., there to simply support the president, that small percentage of them followed Antifa's lead and went in and committed unlawful and illegal acts. At some point, they have to be able to grab hold of their own senses and say, I can't do that. I'm not crossing the police line. I'm not pushing past police officers. I respect law and order. I'm a patriot. Those who did not stop and say that, those who did not check themselves, need to be held accountable. 
in the same way you and I would be calling for the far leftists to be held accountable if they were the ones who stormed the Capitol building. All right, that's a monologue. I've got a lot more to say, but I want to do a lot of listening this morning to you. The first hour is plenty good for that. The second hour, not so much, because we're going to have Dr. Piper and Peter Kersenow on. So if you want to be heard, this is the time to be heard. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Again, for some people, they may not like hearing this. They want me to just cheerlead everything that happened in the Capitol building yesterday. You may be disappointed. You may want to eject for the day. But I will absolutely support the reasons why people were fighting mad but I cannot support the actions of fighting while mad. And we'll be right back. On the Capitol building. It just cannot work that way. There are other ways for us to get this done, which we will discuss as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. So I mentioned in the last segment, agents provocateur. Uh, That's what a lot of people believe. I am one of them. I have no doubt in my mind there is all kinds of ample evidence online. And a lot of people say, don't believe what you see on the Internet. Well, of course not. But when 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 there are videos and when there are pictures, those are those are oftentimes reliable unless they've been photoshopped. But I've seen I've seen enough of the different angles and the different examples of this to believe. Absolutely, there were agents provocateur on the scene in Washington, D.C. yesterday. That means infiltrating members of Antifa and other far-left organizations who implant themselves or plant themselves in the crowds dressed as Trump supporters in order to do and say and lead embarrassing things that will destroy or damage the Trump supporters. We saw this back in uh, 2000. Nine, after the uh, Tea Party was born. I remember talking to Tom Zawistowski about this yesterday and in, in, in many other uh, instances. Back in 2009 when the Tea Party was born, do you remember how the Tea Party uh, events were? They were peaceful. They were patriotic. People would get together and speak about how we were... Ta- remember what Tea stood for originally? TEA, taxed enough already. We're taxed enough. You know, Obama's going to come in and try to change this country to a socialist country. We've got to push back. We've got to fight. The Tea Party got the Republican majority elected two years later in 2010. What did the left do to try to discredit the Tea Party? They put leftists in Tea Party meetings, Tea Party gatherings, wearing KKK shirts, swastika shirts, carrying signs that made the Tea Party look like they're a bunch of racists. That's what these infiltrators do. They try to damage, and that's what an agent provocateur does, damage the reputation of the group by making themselves part of the group, and then, of course, sabotaging things. Was Antifa in Washington, D.C. yesterday? What, are you kidding me? Of course they were. Were some of them leading the, the rush on the Capitol, you better believe they were. There are pictures of the same far leftists who speak at Black Lives Matter rallies, you know, spoke at Black Lives Matter rallies in the summer, 
who spoke at climate change, uh, you know, uh, uh, events and summits in other in other places. You know, clearly far left climate alarmists, uh, Black Lives Matter, social justice warriors now showing up as if they're diehard Trump supporters in Washington, D.C. on the day of the biggest rally of this entire election fight? No, I think not. These are Antifa. There is no question. This is one of the men who is an eyewitness to the events. I've got several pieces of audio, actually, uh, of people who are eyewitnesses to the events of what happened in Washington, D.C. yesterday. I'm going to try to share a few of these with you, and then I'll go right back to your phone calls. So uh, let's let's see if we can listen to this. Hi there. Uh, this guy saw what just happened. Uh, he claims that it was Antifa dressed as Proud Boys. So I wanted to sort of get his Trump story. supporters. Trump supporters. They were dressed as Trump supporters. But I could tell by their conversation that they were looking to do. And I heard him say, we got to shake this up so that these people look bad. And I saw them break a window on the Capitol. I'm an emergency management coordinator in uh, Lehigh County, Pennsylvania. And these people were talking amongst themselves. And I was standing and listening behind them what they could do to make Trump's people look bad. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing. And then after I left, I'm like, I'm out of here. Okay. And then I started walking away. I heard something else. I heard somebody trying to, them trying to break another window. I don't know if they actually broke the second window, but I heard something hit a second window. Did you see any of the mob violence that happened? Uh, that... Yeah, I was, I was, that was on the other side of the Capitol building. So there were people climbing up the scaffolding, and uh, a, a lot of Trump's people started saying, Something's, these, these aren't our people, and started walking away. And they were tearing the plastic, cutting the plastic, and uh, then they, uh, the, the, the Capitol Police uh, let some tear gas go and uh, got it under control. But they weren't Trump supporters, I'm telling you, they weren't Trump supporters. That, I, I believe every word. Um, like I said, Antifa does this. This is not new. This is what far-left uh, agitators do. They come to what are ordinarily, normally peaceful rallies, events, speeches, etc., and they cause havoc in order to embarrass the actual party that is there. I believe everything this guy just said. Like I said, there are pictures and videos online that prove that. Having said that, Generally speaking, Antifa members are what? Younger or older? They're younger. They're millennials. They are out there following, you know, the rules for radicals that were written decades ago. Uh, but they're younger and, you know, they're willing to go out into the night and, uh, and, and start fires and engage in the behavior we've seen in Portland and so forth. Generally speaking, that is true. And we know they were there. But if you look at the videos inside the Capitol, you know what's very strange about it? There is a large number of people there that I would call way too old to be fighting Antifa fights. There were gray-haired people there. There were middle-aged people there. There were a lot of legitimate, honest Trump supporters who engaged in the behavior. They followed the Antifa lead. And that's the part that I think every responsible conservative person has to say we can't let that be us we cannot allow that to happen we must condemn that and virtually every prominent conservative is saying that we can't let them instigate us into breaking the law because we are law we are supporters of law and order 
which differentiates us between them. And by the way, speaking of that, I did find it very curious and kind of funny that Matt Gates, among others, uh, when they resumed the activities on certification yesterday, took to the podium in the floor of the House and said, I don't hear any of my friends on the left calling for the defunding of police now. And that's perfect, because that is exactly right. The police were there to try to restore order and keep order. And, uh, you know, uh, again, it's just a rarity that they have to do so against people who have the same beliefs you and I do. All right, let's go back to it. Uh, Derek is in Richfield. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Derek. Go ahead. Hi, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, no, so Certainly. I had just heard, um, before I called into your show, uh, on WTAM 1100, they just did a news bulletin saying that they ran facial recognition software on the pe- on some of the people inside the Capitol building, and they were tied to Antifa groups in Philadelphia and elsewhere. And and you look at well, that's part of, that's part of at, what I was reporting on and talking about that uh, this has been proven by way of video. And the Washington Times broke that story about the facial recognition software being used uh, as well. And and it's true. It, I mean, even if we didn't have that, you know, um, Derek, even if we didn't have the facial recognition software, which they do, and the Washington Times reported on this. Um, you can also just look at photographs of other rallies that, like I said, BLM rallies and in, uh, 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 the climate change rallies and things that the same people that were posing for pictures as diehard Trump supporters in the Capitol yesterday were posing for pictures at those far left rallies. So clearly they're infiltrators, whether you have facial recognition software confirmation or not, your own eyes can see those pics. Go ahead. What else you got? No, I just, you could, it, it was like a mirror of, of, that kind of vandalism, the breaking windows of all the other videos from the different cities we've been seeing, you know, throughout the summer and, and last year of all that kind of violence that was going on, and never a concern for that. Or even, you know, recently, right. um, you know, in, in Washington D.C., you know, there was um, police, a line of bicycle cops were attacked, fireworks thrown at them by BLM protesters. These police have their ear eardrums blasted out, permanent deafness, and there was never a concern or anything raised about that happening and their eyes they're flashing uh, in addition to the fireworks they're flashing uh, those 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 like you know industrial i don't even know how you describe them the super high-powered lasers you know those uh, uh those uh, laser pointers they're flashing those in the right. eyes of the cops they did that in several cities including what you just said washington dc um, and you're right, and and that's the hypocrisy of it. The hypocrisy of it is the left would not condemn all of those actions. We are going to condemn anything that remotely resembles it uh, that is being that are being conducted by people that share our views. And and Trump supporters, most of us are. Uh, you know, we we want to support our president. We want to stop the steal, but we do not want to become the left and engage in the type of violent behavior that we just condemned the last time they did it. Correct. Yeah. Anything else? I, I think it was. Okay. I, I I do think it was a combination that if those provocateurs got in there in the front, kind of they started storming in, and somehow they yeah got why they were allowed to get in that easily. And I do think other people got revved up, you know, and they got caught up with it too. So it's not maybe not just exclusively Antifa. Again, yeah, some people were encouraged. You know, they they lost they lost their senses. There's no excuse for that, obviously. Um, right. Um, and and that's the but, bottom, and that and that's the real bottom line here with this, Derek. Because I don't believe, and thank you for the phone call. I don't believe that Trump supporters are extremists who would have started this thing on their own. I just don't. Maybe I'm being naive. I just don't. 
But I do believe that they can be caught up. And when, you know, those who do start it, whether they be legitimate Trump supporters or the Antifa plants, come on, let's go. Let's get inside. They can't hear us out here. Let's go. Let's go. I can see them blood boiling, adrenaline pumping. Yeah, let's go. And they follow them in. I I can see things like that happening. I still, and you can't condone it because I guarantee you the blood was boiling and the adrenaline was pumping in Minneapolis. And in Seattle and in, and in Portland and all these other places that we saw this incredible violence and vandalism, and we said, arrest them. Stop them. You understand? Consistency. That's what we, we have to be is consistent. We have to be honest. We have to be true. We have to be virtuous in the way we evaluate all of these things, not say it's bad if they do it. If we do it, it's understandable because we got robbed. Can't do it. Can't do that. Gary is in Berea on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Gary. Go ahead. Well, as usual, Bob, you've done your homework and your intel is correct. I have a very good friend who's a pastor, and he, he along with uh, uh, other pastors and uh, people from their respective church, uh, went down on a bus. Uh, prior, two or three days prior to the event yesterday, he indicated that uh, there were going to be busloads of Antifa pe- people bust into to, to Washington. And uh, uh, he indicated that uh, the way they were identifying themselves is that they would wear the mega uh, Trump hats, but they would be turned around Turn in reverse. Yeah. yeah, and then also you had the Army Green hard hat helmets. Uh, those were uh, Antifa people, too. Of course, you saw one bre- helping break a window with a bunch of other Antifa people there at the Capitol. So, yeah. uh, as always, Bob, you know, you've, you've got your intel is always correct. All right, Bob. Well, it's always, day. well, God it's bless. always, in, thank you. And God bless you too, Gary. I appreciate that. Look, the intel is always evolving, right? I mean, we find out one thing one hour, we find out something different or that corroborates it the next hour, and on and on we go, right? What I'm trying to say is very clear the Antifa people were there. They certainly infiltrated and tried to provoke the crowd. I believe that. I also believe that there were many in the crowd that were indeed provoked. And we can't say that you are allowed to take leave of your senses and follow somebody else into breaking laws and windows and going in and, and, and you know, uh, you know, at the very least trespassing on private government property. At the very worst, you know, you call it an insurrection and attempt to overthrow the Congress. That's how some are going to paint it. But you can't take leave of your senses and go and participate in illegal behavior because somebody else is saying, let's go, let's go. You know, let the Antifa people do that and embarrass themselves, but we cannot follow that. And if we do, again, we, do, we deserve the same condemnation that others who were incited to go out into the streets at 3 a.m. and loot, you know, the stores uh, are, uh, you know, because they're just all following the same type of, hey, everybody else is doing it, let's do it too. Can't do that. Let's go to Tom in Aurora. Hey, Tom, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, Tom. Hi, Tom. I mean, hi, Bob. Um, hi, I'm coming hi, back from the protest right now, and I, I back totally everything that you've been saying so far that I experienced on there, but I want to add to the conversation a little bit. Um, Let's do. The, the, the thing I saw yesterday, I was at the 209 um, tax-free, and I've been going back and forth from protests, so I I'm kind of understand what goes on with D.C., but D.C., I think the, there was some political uh, chicanery done by the by the politicians locally as well as the federal government. 
I mean, the first part was on the mayor. She shut down the the, um, the town for the most part, had everybody from D.C. out there. I think that was to just get everybody out from experiencing what was happening. As a side note, with the mayor, too, when we were moving from one location to the other yesterday, there was one pit toilet in a mile um, run down the road, and the, the lines for pit toilets. I'm just saying that they, they were, this was a creative powder cake. Now, when it came to the actual, um, um, what happened around the Capitol, what was different than all the other protests that I've been to is that there wasn't anything organized. I mean, Trump did a good job in the morning explaining everybody and getting them to move that direction. But this was the first time I went to, to the Capitol building, and this was the largest one I've ever been to. I didn't, there was not one speaker there. There was not one representative from um, the government, not one congressman, not one representative that came out to talk to the crowd. We were, everybody was just sitting there. I mean, they just set everything up. And I, 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 let me respond to that because I'm short on time here. I would say this, though, Tom. I don't think they were allowed. I think when they went into lockdown, each member of the Congress was forced to shelter in the office or in the location that they were, and they weren't allowed to come out and speak to the crowd and tell everybody to calm down. No. So, and thank you for the call, my friend. I, I, I've got to run here. But, but the, the, from my understanding, they were not allowed to. I do understand your point. It would have been nice to have somebody be able to come out and tell everybody stop this, calm down, right in you know at the scene. Um, but I just don't think they were able to. Uh, thank you for the phone call, Tom. I got to get out and come right back in with a few more calls before the top of the hour on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Time for a couple more before the top of the hour. Dr. Everett Piper coming up after the top. Uh, Jason in Cleveland, you're on AM 1420. The answer. Yeah. Hi, Jason. Go ahead. Hey, okay. The reason why I'm calling is you got to remember, this is all in the great plan. I mean, for four years, they've been going after Trump because they wanted Hillary, and now they got Trump. they got to take it to the finish line. I mean, everything in our American way of life, they want social utopia. And this is it. This is going to show that you know, I mean, it, it, it's just a sad state for America, but I mean, look at what they've done for the last four years. This is just typical of of, of the left, you know? I mean, it, it's just, it's sad, but we're going to see in the next two years how China's going to get back involved, how all the liberal, you know, hundreds of trillions of dollars of New Green Deal, now they've got total control, they can do whatever they want, and there's nothing we can do about it. You know, I just know people wake up. thing about it... Yeah, Jason, you're right. It is typical of the left, and thanks for the phone call. The infuriating thing about it is, if the left had been doing what what you know happened yesterday, if if you know throngs of of leftists had stormed the Capitol building, you know what you would have heard from the leftist uh, uh, members of Congress? Way to go! Good job! Keep going! Keep fighting! That's what they've done. That's what they have said. As a matter of fact, there's, you know, I, I posted something on, on Facebook yesterday that I don't think has been removed yet, um, about, uh, exactly that. Comments from Iana Pres, Iana Presley and Nancy Pelosi. You know, Presley said, there needs to be unrest in the streets. Um, Kamala Harris, incoming vice president said protesters should not let up. 
Uh, Nancy Pelosi said, I just don't know why there more, aren't more uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. They call for these kinds of things. Now it happens, and they, of course, condemn uh, the, the radical right Trump supporters. So I, the difference between them and us, again, is that I will condemn the radical Trump supporters because I also condemned the radical leftists. I also condemned Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, Ayanna Pressley, and all the rest of them who called. Maxine Waters, who called for violent uh, actions, pushing Trump supporters away, telling them they're not welcome in public spaces. I called for an end of that uh, rhetoric and an end of that violence, and I will call for it if we are participating in it, even if we're led by Antifa. Uh, let's go to uh, Broadview Heights. Bob, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead. Hey, Bob, I uh, just wanted to say this is your Chamberlain moment. You, you, you keep on asking for the conservative movement to show restraint. Uh, you just played a bit about the founders suffered under tyranny for quite some time before they reacted. Uh, this is the boiled frog syndrome. We've been going through this for years and decades. You said before the election this was the most important election of our lifetime and we're going to lose the country. Well, we lost. What do you expect us to do? Keep on boiling? What is the answer well, here? You know, that's, 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 that's the million-dollar question. But you know what, my friend? I, I don't know what the answer is right now. I do know that a whole lot of very smart, patriotic people are going to search for that answer, and the answer they come up with isn't going to be smash the windows of the Capitol building and go in and, and you know overthrow or try to overthrow the Congress. And I don't think that was happening yesterday. Well, I think that's a ruse. We know it's a ruse. That's not our Antifa, movement. But yeah, yeah. I'm I know sorry. it is. Yeah. but that's but that but that's my point. That's why we should. That's okay. We got a little delay here, uh, Bob. I got to yeah. run here. Thanks for the call. Yeah. But my point and your point, I think, are the same. And that is, you know, yes, there is a moment that we must do something. What that something is needs to be carefully considered. Not decided on a spur of the moment. Let's follow the Antifa nut in the bullhorns. We're carrying a bullhorn and wearing literal bullhorns, a helmet with bullhorns on it saying, let's go, let's go inside, let's, uh, let's, ta- let's tear it down. That's not the way to handle this. What that way is, again, is going to take a lot of careful consideration and planning from a lot of smart people. Maybe eventually the answer will be, we can't stop it any longer, and maybe we need to start a Texit, a Texas exit, in terms of you know, finding a way to stay in a place where we do um, continue to respect constitutional principles. And we'll leave the socialist uh, socialists to, uh, you know, wallow in the, the own pit that they're creating. Maybe that's the way to go eventually, but time will tell what the right answer is. The right answer is not to storm a building, smash windows, and act like liberal Democrats. We'll be right back.